I'm trying to get to work and I was running late or anything. So I've been pretty much just sitting the cruise control at 75. It feels... Where are you going? Just um, see here. Uh, I had to go into the office the other day. Um, so like I went there. So I was going down um, 94. But I'm like, there's no point me going above 75 mm-hmm. normally i would be doing 90 on that route but <laughs> are you busting that's that's some strong shit i just made be... yeah 80 to 90 was my my normal speed mm-hmm. when i could so so is, is that just ever clear <sighs> no that's just water Y'all out here doing Everclear, bro? No, man. I, I had a bottle, and I just used that for cleaning, but... Oh, okay. I'm rolling. Um, So... Before we... Does anybody else get irritated when somebody say they got a, they, they went 150% or 110%? Like, bitch, if you, if you could go anything more than what you already rent, that means you weren't going 100% before then, ho. Stop telling me you want a hundred and fifty percent on some shit. Uh, that shit irritating. Well, I mean, um, it depends on what your um, the the point that you're comparing it to is, right? So you can never do in the present more than one hundred percent, but like in your present hundred percent may be a hundred and ten percent of your past, right? I don't think that they're thinking it like that. But. I just always only hear from coaches that say, I want you guys to go out there and give it 110%. No, motherfucker, just say 100. That's enough. Mm-hmm. 100 is everything I got. Don't try to make me give you more than what the fuck I got, motherfucker. If I give you 100, I gave you 100. Shit. Be but, but see, Mike, um, I, I think that's the, the difference with you there is that normally you don't need to be told to give a hundred percent. Like you're going to be out there giving a hundred percent anyways. But then there's guys like, like me who like, if you go ahead and say, Jake, give a hundred percent, I'm giving you like 70. So when <laughs> so you, you say, give me a hundred, right, so, so, so when you say, give me 110%, like shit, I really got to step up. I got to do 85% now. <laughs> got to go all the way, all the way up to 80. And you know what's funny? It, I'm not trying to blow my knee out, Mike. <laughs> it's funny you say that because there's guys that when they give you that 85, you be like, damn, he must have, he gave 100. I ain't never seen him go that hard before. But in your body, you know, like, shit, I still had another 15, 20% for him. <laughs> I'm not doing all that, though. But, like, because I always see you at 75. When you go 85, I'll be like, yeah, he wanted it. And that shit will <laughs> trick you. That shit almost like that one show, um, Blue Mountain State, or I think it's called. It's like a, It was a goofy-ass football TV show on Netflix. <clears throat> and basically, the, the, the premise is the main character is a backup quarterback, and that's all he wants to be. He wants to be known as the quarterback of the team, so get all the love, but be the backup quarterback so he never has to play. So just his whole career, he just be as mediocre as fucking possible just so he stays on the team, but don't get cut. And it's just that's just a lot of dudes' lives. Like, let me just make sure I do just enough so I can stay on the team, get these perks, but not do too good so where these motherfuckers got expectations. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you guys pressured me into. I'm. I gotta go get some vodka real quick. Hurry up, buddy. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. Are you in the bed? 
Hell yeah. I always assume that this little setup you have here is on the couch. You really no, be comfortable in this bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Toes out. <laughs> <laughs> we, will be, we will be editing that out of this uh, video, people. Wait, are we recording? <laughs> Hurry up, Jake. Are we recording? Yeah, but I'm going to pause it here. Oh, so shit. I think I know what caused my, my video quality to go to shit last time, and I have no idea why. Well, you, it might have been Facebook. Why, but you don't know why. Oh, you think Facebook might have did it. But just opening Facebook in Chrome, like not even doing anything. Is that is that fucking up? Yo, is that shit snagging snagging up CPU or something? No, I. Let's see. How loud is it when I pull this bitch, wise? Yeah, it, it sounds like the beginning of um, <laughs> that tool song. Two hits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sublime. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna just I don't want to create a new Facebook password. Put my shit to push the talk. <clears throat> Got something fancy. Watch this. Ooh. Ooh. That's sexy. What's sexy? My my t transitions. Oh. You, you get you gotta be careful with the, the word transition around me, man. <laughs> oh, I mean I'm I'm in both ways. I gotta get tucked in here. That's also another way to transition. They can see my shirt. Ugh. Rolling this down so they can see my shirt. Too. Is that an ICP uh, uh, hatchet man you got on your uh, chest there? Don't you ever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were a juggalo, Mike. Don't you ever. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't down with the clown? <laughs> I don't want to start dissing them because I got friends who go, who listen to this and are juggalos, but no, dude. And those people are to, like to death to the grave. Yeah, they still was trying to do the damn. What's it called this summer or you know, whatever it is? They little. Oh yeah, what do they call it? That shit called man. God damn it. <clears throat> A little festival juggle. that they do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what? A little juggle festival they uh that's ICP be putting together every year. They uh, they didn't they didn't cancel that till recently. Like <laughs> I think Fago uh is uh um a known cure, right? <laughs> <laughs> Verner's is. I don't know about no Fago though. Let's see. That moon mist maybe, but Ooh. Ooh. Like it. All right, boys. Uh, cheers. Actually, actually, let me go ahead and do the do the intros before we cheers.
Um, <clears throat> um, off top, y'all, let's, uh, this is uh, episode 11 of uh, the delicious and um, contagious No Consensus podcast. Uh, we got your main squeeze here starting us off. That's Mike Jack, baby. I'm the, I'm the main thing. Uh, AKA Mikey, AKA microwave Jackson, AKA microphone Jackson, AKA, um, Jack. Oh no, I don't want to say Jack you off. Uh, Jack, she, Jack, she jacked me off. Uh, Mike, she jacked me. <laughs> AKA, uh, King Dingaling. Um, and then we got your two side pieces here. Jake, AKA the Dolly. I'm a foster, AKA Jacob. Um, uh, Jake, the, uh, jog, Jogging Jackster Foster. Uh, we also got the uh, Red Rocket. We like to call him the uh, Bearded Crusader. And um, he is also known as, in, in uh, uh, certain parts of Ann Arbor, as the Taco Bandit. Um, and then the second side piece here is John Wozniak, a.k.a. Nutty Professor, a.k.a. The Sequel, a.k.a. The Matrix, a.k.a. Red Pill Woz. Um, and this is cheers to you boys. <laughs> Cheers, Mike. Cheers. <laughs> Another fabulous introduction. Um, I bet your freestyle skills are impeccable. <laughs> what you sipping on, Jake? Uh, I got some Kettle One Botanicals, the cucumber and mint. I uh, got it straight here. Okay. Julia loves it It's uh, and stuff, and uh, it's not bad straight. I feel like you once told me that you didn't drink vodka straight until you get, tasted that uh what's it called dog what's that shit called that you had a ugly dog on? ugly dog you, yeah you, you, um, you turning a is you, are you turning a, a leaf here or something what's going on here well so um i i don't like the idea of like forcing myself to to do something so if uh for example um like for the longest time i, I didn't like any vodkas you, you grab a bottle of smirnoff it tastes like dick that's why you got to put so much orange juice in there um you know just and, and, and why am i doing that to get drunk if i don't actually like it you know i'm going i'm chasing this uh, uh intoxicated state and i feel like that's a just a little problematic for me so i used to stay away from the vodka because if i can't enjoy it stay straight then i'm not actually enjoying it itself um i'm looking for the byproducts so Ugly Dog was the first vodka I had that I'm like, damn, I could just sip on this. And uh, Julia, she likes uh, making her little uh, uh, mixers with uh, the LaCroix and the vodka. So uh, um, she ended up coming across the Kettle One uh, Botanicals, and uh, she really likes the cucumber and mint. And it's got a really good flavor. So if I could go ahead and drink it straight, I'm cool with it, but I don't want to have to like convince myself to drink you have you gone into the gins yet um i did have a very little bit i wish i had more um but i had a very little bit of the ugly dog gin um and that was really good really smooth i could see myself sipping on that um but i've i think i've only had gin one other time like gin straight and uh like it was just as bad as vodka I, I have no idea what it was to be honest with you. Uh, I thought it was is, uh, fucking not, awful. Not it. <laughs> I've, I've had a couple, and they're they're all. I mean, all straight li- li- liquors are going to be all over the board. But one I had was really good, and the, another one just hot garbage. 
Is this botanicals you was talking about? Like a different, um, it's like a breakaway from the regular kettle one that they got or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. They have the a botanical series, um, and there's like three different types that they have. One's like cucumber and or uh, like grapefruit and passion fruit or some shit like that. I don't know, but um, for the bitches. Uh, <laughs> so whenever <laughs> uh, whenever we go to the store, we usually pick up a bottle. I'm rolling. What you sipping on, Wally? Uh, I got my my larceny, nice nice bourbon. Yeah, larceny is always a good go-to. I'm still celebrating Cinco de Mayonnaise, so I'm over here sipping on some um, some uh, tequila, some tequila, tequila sunrise. But actually, I do like to drink this one straight. I just wanted to. I felt like having a mixed drink today. I'm tired of drinking straight. Um, this is the Jimadors. Gem- um, it's a it's a fire little tequila. I like it. I'm getting into tequilas now too. By the way, guys, I'm mm. I, I'm I'm really rocking with uh some good tequilas because I've been so, going into the store and I just tell my man's like, "What you got new in here?" And he he usually has more new tequilas than anything. So um, I've been grabbing them. I, uh, there's another one I got upstairs called something. I'll go. I'll figure it out after this. Casa something that go hard too. <clears throat> Casa you have to. Maybe. You'll have to do some uh, like research for us and uh and 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 figure out. Get rid of all the bullshit and, and find out a good uh, tequila because I'm not a fan of tequila straight. I, I did tequila for me is out. I, I I had that that bad experience, you know. That's all it takes. If you have a bad experience or anything, you'd be like, nope. <laughs> I didn't eat ham for like five years because I had a bad experience <laughs> with it. <laughs> ham is slummy. I can see see that. Yeah, it was like a honey baked joint though, like top notch ham, boy. And I just, I couldn't. I, something happened. I, I got food poison off of it, and I couldn't look at the shit no more. You know, speaking of ham, that's one of those things that always cracks me up when people uh, who don't live in Michigan want to go ahead and share that stupid ass bullshit about these damn Muslims here in America trying to go ahead and institute Sharia law. Look at Dearborn. They got Sharia law. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers have never heard of Dearborn ham, have you? (laughs) At all. Like they're fucking slinging ham over here in Dearborn. I'm pretty sure there's no Sharia law. Yeah, they slang in that shit for sure. <laughs> oh, on the nearest corner, boy. <clears throat> Dearborn has some good uh, meat sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pause. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So if y'all listening to this and y'all peeped the last episode, one of the things that we had talked about before we was getting off is. Actually, I think we might have talked about this off air now that I think about it. Um, we Off air, we talked about doing a little segment where we each give each other an album every week to listen to. And then we're we going to come back during the episode and kind of go over the album, what we thought, um, and get a breakdown from the um, uh, person who actually selected the album for us to listen to. And then uh, get the review and thoughts from the other two dudes who haven't heard it before. Or maybe they have heard it and just haven't heard it in a long time. Um, so this week's album was uh, brought to you by Jake um, Foster. Um, it was Tool's debut album, uh, Undertow. And I don't know if we got over this or not. Was Opiate really their debut album? Because it do say 92 uh, on there. So, so. <clears throat> o- Opiate is their debut uh, debut uh, EP, but their mm. like full-blown uh, debut st- uh, studio album is uh, Undertow fire <clears throat> so um before we get into our break uh thoughts and shit me and wazis um i just want you to tell us like 
give us a little breakdown of this album, Jake. Uh, first off, why'd you pick it? Second off, um, what was what was this album's that from your um, recollection? <clears throat> what was the album's impact on the genre at the time when it came out? What were people saying about it that you know of? And ninety three is a long time ago, so maybe you don't know all that. But just give me, when you first heard it, what, what, did you, what did you hear about it? What were people saying when it was playing out there? Um, and, and you know anything else that's kind of relevant to it? Because I do be like your debut album came out. What is it about it that made made this album? Because y'all went to win Grammy. So what is it about this album that made people be like, these dudes is the shit? Um, yeah, so we, sec, I didn't we probably a, can't play music like that, Wazzy. Um, YouTube, will, <laughs> you, YouTube will snag our ass. So you can keep the lyrics up there, maybe. But um, it'll have to be uh, muted. I was actually really liking that. It was a perfect volume. I know. I, I just they snatch our shit off so fast, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's worth it. Be keep the, keep the album up there. Keep the album up there, though, with the uh, track list and everything. Um, but yeah, so I first got exposed to Tool. Um, I think it was uh, 2001. Um, their their album that was it was around 2001, 2002. Uh, their album that was currently out was, um, let's see here, I think their fourth or third uh, studio album, uh, Lateralis, and uh, that's what I got hooked on. So it, it was, when you asked me to pick an album, like, it was kind of a toss-up between those two because my first experience was with Lateralis, but, you know, um, let's go back to the start, and, uh, oh no, um... You know, I can't really tell since, you know, I, I, I didn't first listen to Undertow until like eight years after it came out. So I, don't, I, yeah. I can't really tell like that sort of impact that it really had on the genre. Um, I think it did open up. Uh, it, I think it really helped show that with even with heavy rock, you can um, maintain that sort of aggression. Um, but instead of having it so outward facing and uh, extroverted that you could actually turn it in. Um, and I think it helped really add introspection to the genre more. Um, and, uh, and, and not to mention just the, the, um, the musical skill from those guys. Um, and, and, and they were doing a lot of, you know, weird, interesting things. Some of the things I really enjoy about them is, is just how they l- layer all the instruments and, uh, the vocals, honestly, um, tend to be a, a little bit in the back. Sometimes you're stressing to really try and understand what Maynard's trying to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and it, and it's funny because he does it intentionally, you know, and, um, uh, they didn't, they, they wouldn't go ahead and print any of their lyrics on the liner notes. Um, Sometimes at the concerts, he would sing other, like uh, slightly modified lyrics. Um, he doesn't enunciate on purpose because uh, um, he's actually from Michigan, from Grand Rapids, if I remember correctly. And uh, he went to West Point and um, was planning on going into the military before he went ahead and went to art school. So he's like a real artsy sort of type dude. And I think it a lot like he with him introducing that that sort of level of like art theory to um such a heavy genre it um showed you that you could you know integrate things like uh, um 
performance art, which if you watch like the old uh, videos from the 90s of like Lollapalooza, you know, there's some weird, crazy ass shit. But it, the album really taught me a lot. Like, uh, um, you know, like I said, I started with Lateralis, which is very different than uh, Undertow. And but then 10,000 Days eventually came out after Lateralis and um, they went like a very different route. And um, but it was through watching the inner and I, I didn't like it at first, but like watching the interviews with Maynard, you know, he was talking about you know he's talking about some very personal shit in here um you know you got prison sex that he's talking about he, that what he's actually discussing and, and talking about is um the sexual abuse that he received as a child mm-hmm. and stuff and that's what he's trying to process here mm-hmm. and I, I remember seeing an interview he was like you know i i did what i needed to do to get through that trauma um and to heal from it and every time i perform these songs you know it's it's performance art and i have to get in a certain mind space and i i don't want to relive this anymore like i i've gotten over it like we got new shit out that's that that's you know just as good when we do a show i don't feel like doing sober anymore <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I took it, some notes while listening to the album and during prison sex i just wrote down i need you to feel this that's wild mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what well, yeah. he's saying there and he said it a couple of times you can kind of really feel what he's saying no and i just wrote that's wild after that <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but but like it, it taught me that like instead of going ahead and me forcing an artist to make the music that i want what what my relationship with the artist should be is that they're living their lives they're they're growing and they're trying to communicate that as best as they can um so i shouldn't want to go ahead and stagnate that growth and have them put out the same album year after year um there should be a difference and it should shock me um and maybe i'm not a fan of it and that's okay because you know they grew in a different direction and there's nothing wrong with that so it it made me take a um a very different approach to music after um after all that and just a side note that's a that's a great perspective my bad oops what did i hit Mike, are you fucking up? I surely was. Um, there you go. So just as a perspective, <clears throat> Jake, that's a great mindset to get into as a listener of music. Um, artists tend to get stuck in this position where they don't know what they want to do sometimes because they feel like, <laughs> like what you said, the people want to hear what I put out before. They like me for that type of sound, so I need to stick with that sound. And then some artists be like, no, that's not the sound I want no more. I want to do a different sound because this is what I'm feeling. And truth be told, just talking to artists, period, y'all listen. It's not no way to ever know what the people going to like. You just got to do it. Because I've seen people drop the same album twice. And then people are like, oh, this sound like the last shit. I could just have the last shit. And I've seen people drop a whole different album. And, and then people say, Oh man, this is too different than what I wanted. To, you know, it's it, you go into an album with expectations in your mind. You think it's gonna sound this way, so when it sounds completely different from how you think it's gonna sound, it, a lot of times it'll fuck up a, a listener's ears, and they won't really like it. They first listen, but I've also seen. I mean, that, it, it, a lot of that is labels too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and and I'm I'm a, 
I'm going to get into the labels too for show, but I'm just talking from a pure artist listener perspective. I've also seen it happen the other way where somebody put out two albums that sound kept stayed in that same kind of lane and people loved it because that's what they was looking for. And I've seen artists come out with something completely different from the last one and people loved it. So you can't base your shit off of what you think people going to like base it off of what you what's good, bro. And what you feeling in your body, all artists period, and put it out and then let the people decide afterwards. And, you know, especially today, you got a lot more avenue to explain shit, which you didn't have back in the day. You just had to drop something and then let the writers and the blogs or, who you know, depending on what thing it is, kind of dictate what happened. You would go on interviews and shit, but all your interviews are scripted out, basically. So, you know, just be you, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the people going to decide if they like it or not. Yeah, but really, at the end of the day, is did you did you like the project and do you think it came out good? That's all you can hope for. And all listeners should have that mindset that Jake has. I'm going on a journey with this person and I'm going to try to figure it out. And that don't mean you got to like every album, you know, certain you, when you're going on a journey, you run into fucking obstacles sometimes. So sometimes you're going, you're going to run into something that you're like, mm, I'm not really feeling that, but it's, that's a yeah. part of it. <laughs> well, and I feel like, um, it's bridging a, a relationship with like uh, the the listener much more directly. If you're being open and honest with me, then like I can actually form a relationship with you, and and not just the music, but you through the music. So as you grow, like I'm gonna be, I have an invest, like I have a vested interest in watching you and listening to you grow and you doing better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did so you said that you didn't like Undertow the first time you heard it. No, no, I loved Undertow. Okay, I was, you did like I, ten days the first time you heard it. Yeah, ten thousand okay. days. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you know, I was much, and it was interesting. I was listening to this album again this morning, and uh, it's it's interesting the relationship music can have on your emotions and your mental state, you know, and uh, how much it could take you just right back, you know. Like when I was listening to this, I was an angsty high high schooler <clears throat> and shit like that, you know, and. It's so funny, I'm sitting there on the couch, wife sitting next to me, got the cat next to me, and uh, all of a sudden, just like, man, fuck everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, Wazi, what you think about it when you, is this your first time hearing this album? So I knew Sober and I knew Prison Sex. I didn't know the, the the rest of the of the album, but but I have more of their like his voice. One of the very first things I said is like, "I'm that sounds really young compared to what I'm used to because I'm used to you know later stuff." And then uh, is it a perfect circle or audio slave? I always get the it's audio uh, perfect circle. Yeah, audio slave uh, is for now. Um, that is kind of the reference that I have for. Mm. for for his voice that and like schism and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh the tool is a very unique sound and it, it when when you hear him you're like oh that that's tool um and the the i didn't pay too much attention to to, to the, the lyrics i normally do that afterwards but i know that usually there's double or triple meaning in a lot of what what he's saying where there's the 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 high level words for what they are and then and then what they relate to um for me, it's kind of background rock. Like it's stuff that I love put, putting on and 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 doing something else. Um, because he has a it's it's a monotone singing, but there's still a lot of emotion in it. So like you would still get 
what he's trying to get across. Um, it's interesting because, um, like, whenever I'm listening to Tool, like, I'm like, nope, I gotta stop everything else, and, and like. I was in the the living room and I put the headphones in. I stopped paying attention to the TV show. I had my eyes closed, and uh, like that—that's how personally for me I I have to approach Tool. So that's fascinating. And a lot of it for, for me is the it the 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 groove of it, mm-hmm. like just just the way it it musically flows um, is why it's like background is because it just kind of it allows you to feel the music mm. because it's not, it's not overly complex. Yeah. I, I, I can, I'm rolling with that as well. Um, the first, so I gave it two listens first time I was outside working. Um, but that's like remedial work. So I was able to just, I was able to pay attention a good amount and my body going to overdrive. And the second time I listened to it, I was down here in the basement eating lights off and listening and I listen to mute. I listen to different genres of music differently. So, um, like when I'm listening to a new rap album, hip hop album, I'm listening intently the first time, um, because I'm trying to hear what they saying. I'm trying to catch the metaphors, puns, similes, double entendres, everything as much as I can the first time I'm listening. Um, and then when I'm listening to R&B, I just had that shit on while I'm cleaning. And then, you know, I'll catch the lyrics later. <laughs> and this kind of this kind of rolled that first time, like how I would listen to an R&B album. I didn't really listen to the words. I just kind of rocked out and let the let the music take me where it was going to go. And then the second time around, and it, mostly it was because of what you said, though, Jake. It was because uh, Maynard, shout out to that name, too, Maynard Sheesh. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, it was hard to hear what he was saying a lot of the times. It, I had to kind of like, I had to stop and grab, put these bitches like this, like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, I had to, you know, kind of zone out and be like, okay, I hear you. I'm riding, I'm riding. Um, but so all the songs went together s- super well. I, I really liked the, uh, accompaniment. Um, and, uh, it just, it rolled good, bro. Uh, and that's a, that's a good start for something for me. If it ride good all the way through and I can just listen, I'm rolling. And, uh, once I, I'm gonna catch those lyrics a second time. So <clears throat> overall, did you like this album then wise or? Oh yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've always liked tools music. Um, wasn't aware of, of the whole album. So it was good listening to stuff that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, I'm rolling too. I got, I get us a thumbs up for show. Um, Except for that that 15 minute track at the end that that, that had 10 minutes of dis, disgust at the, the end of it. <laughs> like I hate this because I I hear the, the, this anyways. I don't want to hear it now. And it's well, like it, I'm sure it was different back in '93 too. Maybe I don't know though. But like it just reminded me. Like, I don't know. Um, I just see cartoons like American Dad or American Dad or Family Guy make fun of like shit like that. Like, uh, I don't know the way he was just talking was just like, uh, cartoons, people dying. Like it was like this real spoken wordy like shit, uh, uh, randomly throughout the song. But I just thought it was funny as hell. Disgust. What's that shit called again? Yeah. Disgustipated. Disgustipated. Yeah. Well, and then, and- it's that that's kind of funny because like i remember um there was a time where i was like 
I had a couple of like vegetarian friends and like, you know, they're all talking about, you know, PETA and shit like that. And I was really sort of thinking about it. And then I was listening to Disgustipated and he's like, life feeds off life, feeds off life. This is necessary. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, honestly, like for the carrots tomorrow is the Holocaust, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And and so if if I'm going to go ahead and value animal life so highly, you know, what about vegetable life? I mean, I'm not saying that they're the same at all, but like, you know, we're, we're, life feeds off life. Yeah, and plants are life, buddy. So yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all decide to eat them, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, what else do I got written here? Um, so when I first turned it on, um, a couple of these songs have funny ass intros. Like, is he smoking a bong in the beginning on the intro, or what's going on there? <laughs> Um, but I'm rolling. I love that shit. And then the, the, they start playing. And like you said, all of the dudes who playing in here sound like even, you know, cause I'm, I'm just trying to go back to when they made this album. I could, they're younger guys, you know, rocking hard still, but at, at, as no matter how good you are early on, you still get better as you go on. So like, I don't know, I'm gonna have to listen to some more albums to see, do they become more tech, better technicians when they plan or, you know what I'm saying? Or is it just the sound just changes so they sound different? I don't know. So we'll get to that later on. But I'm like, I was feeling how they was playing, and then my man's coming and singing, and I'm like, look at this soft voice ass motherfucker coming in here, dog. This shit crazy. I love Maynard's voice. He killed that shit. He killed everything. And I don't know if it's um he 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 does stay in, he knows his range too. He stays in this key. But there's a couple songs on there where he hits you with some shit, and I'm like, especially I can't remember. It's at the end of one of the songs, and that's another thing. I know every, I, I always know when I listen to rap songs, the name of the songs that I'm listening to, but when I'm listening to R&B and when I listen to this, I don't know, I don't never know what the name of a song is until like the second or third listen. I just be listening to shit and I'll be, I know, and then I fuck around, I know like what, what's going on in the song, but I just don't never know the names of them till like I sit down and look at the playlist like, oh yeah, that's the one I like. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't, I can't tell you, but there's a, at the very end of one of the songs, he hit a hard ass note and then the song just fade out and he, he acapella in it too. And then the song go to the next song. I'm like, okay, I hear you, bro. Like that boy <laughs> came in with the soft voice, dog. That shit was fire to me, dog. I, I just love the contrast of the hard beat with the, with the, um, um, the soft, I don't want to keep calling him soft, but with the, mm, I don't know. That's he's like an alto basically just singing and it's, it's fire to me. Um, and then some, a lot of these songs, there's, they got parts in them where there's, it's like kind of, um, I don't know what the word I want to use is, but it's, it's like melodic parts that could be mainstream. Like they just kind of get to a good, like mainstream poppy riffs at, at certain points. And then they get right back into going hard. <laughs> and then when I looked up to one of the top, <laughs> um, um, like articles I saw back in 2019 said we are not a metal band or something like that (laughs) so i'm like oh okay y'all fighting y'all trying to fight against y'all labels too huh like y'all don't don't label me nothing motherfucker we we not what y'all think we is so i'm i'm rolling with that dog um also if you wouldn't have told me nothing uh which y'all didn't um I, I off top the first listen I was like prison sex and sober is probably they singles on this album and then you was mm. like y'all you should watch the videos for prison sex and sober I'm like I knew it dog because them bitches go crazy them them some good songs and then the fact that you them the two that you heard too Wazzy like I don't I just I got an A and R ear too though so I can hear what, what probably pop sometimes but um 
we'll look at the rest of this. So, uh, what's your think, what's your other songs that you liked on here, Wazi, besides the two that you already heard? Not like, I mean, which ones? I, I was which okay ones I just kind of, oh yeah, I, I, I listened through it. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that there was anything I didn't like. So here's a little funny uh, nugget of information. You know that song Four Degrees." Mm-hmm. Um, wh- wh- it's 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 hilarious because, uh, and, and this is what, one of the things that I, I really in, in, enjoy about them is um, they take their craft very seriously. You know, um, they're not fucking around. They're they're putting out what they feel is the best music that they can put out. They're writing the best music that they can. I mean, it, t- it took them a decade to produce their last album. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, but they also are very incredibly irreverent. <laughs> the, 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 the song four degrees is about anal sex. <laughs> Cause supposedly, uh, uh, the anal cavity is four degrees warmer than the vaginal cavity. So, you know, he's talking about, you know, lay back, show you another way. He's talking about, um, you know, this, uh, uh there's a treasure uh, deep in the cave. Mm-hmm. So he's just talking about uh, fire. <laughs> That's fire. Uh, would never have got, guessed that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. One thing I, I did want to point out is notice the the song lengths. The, this was back before the the three to three and a half minute song, mm-hmm. which. I for I I completely forgot that that a lot of songs are like four to five minutes at that point. Yeah, I I definitely peeped that. Uh, and because the first time, well, how I peeped it, well, I was I looked at the track list. I'm like, all right, ten songs. Then I looked at the time. I was like, an hour and eight minutes. What the fuck? This an hour and eight minutes with ten songs. And I'm like, well, I guess. I mean, I, and then I was like, you're listening to a rock album, bro. So these motherfuckers go in sometimes. So I see 455, 456. I kind of be like, that's, you know, I expected everything to be seven minutes at least. They have great breakdowns too. Like when songs break down to a, a like a different, almost a different song almost. I, I love that shit. Um, and I love that they do it in here too. <clears throat> so when you heard this for the first time, Jake, after listening to um, the, the first album that you heard in 2001, um, was it like okay so we gotta go back to the end did you buy the cd or did you download the joint oh no i downloaded it bro mm-hmm. okay making show making show so, i don't think i had dial-up. i think i think you know we were beyond the dial-up days by that time so as jake foster and a house full of other fosters what was your music listening um routine how'd you get somewhere to really enjoy your music um, my dad had an old stereo that I ended up, I had, uh, taken up to, um, my bedroom and stuff. So I had a pretty decent setup in there. Um, and would pretty much just, if I remember correctly, pretty much just listen it to it there. Mm. You was know, your brothers in there, what you want listening or was it, you do it just be you for a lot of times? Um, no, it, it would usually just be me. Um, yeah, and, and and we would listen to a lot of this um, stuff at like Taekwondo and everything too. That's actually the funny thing is that Taekwondo is what really exposed me to rock music, which mm. that was like eighth grade. So <laughs> I wasn't listening to rock music um, until Taekwondo. That's weird. Uh, I grew up, you know, uh, my dad raised us on like 
old uh, outlaw country mostly mm. and uh, <laughs> um and then also like the oldies in motown yeah. and then probably i think it was like fifth grade i got exposed to rap and uh i was just listening to rap at that point until i uh got into taekwondo and then i was exposed to rock and sort of you know picked that all up so it's, it's i feel it's not like your traditional uh dirt road country uh white story of music yeah that's, that's different <laughs> that's different motherfucker for sure oldies motown to rap to rock is different it's a different path yeah but, <laughs> but it's respectable one at that <clears throat> what? I said it's respectable. I'm wrong. Mm. I'm wrong. <clears throat> um, anything else you want to uh, add about this album? Any um, you know, I got my first head to one of the songs on here. Or special, <laughs> special, special, special meanings to anything on this joint. No, I mean definitely gotta give a shout out to uh, um, what's his face, uh, Henry Rollins of uh formerly of black flag uh, on bottom there that spoken word uh part um was that him yeah that was henry rollins yeah until you know where he's talking about uh being naked and shameless and and all that sort of thing which that was also something that was kind of interesting uh you know that uh period of my life and everything to, to sort of think about like you know your fear of being naked and um your soul like iron and shit like that you know <laughs> help, help help me get through some shit i think so i'm rolling all right wise your turn you got an album for us to bang or you want to wait now nah, until shit you need some time to think about it i think i, I know what i want to do it's uh the new or not new but the i prevail uh album that, that came out last year i think it's called trauma it's probably it's one of the few complete albums that I I can listen to the entire thing, and it's definitely on the the heavier side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think I'm too familiar with I Prevail, so that'll be interesting. They're, they're actually out of Michigan too. Um, but most of my stuff is going to be very. I, I like a lot of dichotomy in my music. So uh, with I Prevail, it's more clean and, and screamy vocals mm -hmm. where we, we, we'll, we'll get into that next week. But mm -hmm. um, the, the duality of music is trauma. really interesting. Yeah, I Prevail Trauma. All right. Got it saved in the spotty. Ooh-wee. <clears throat> it's all loud, by the way. What's that? It, it, it starts out and comes at you right away. So <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Might turn on some Call of Duty while I'm listening to this. Then wreck some noobs. All right, boy. So um, thank you, Jake, for that uh, wonderful hour and eight minutes. Um, I actually listened to it twice. Two, two. So two hours, sixteen minutes. Um, and I'm gonna have it in rotation a little bit uh, for. You know, as long as I keep music in rotation, I, shit just come out too fast. So you don't get you don't get to sit down with music as much as I used to be able to, and I, it kind of saddens me a little bit. Um, but it's hey, hard to keep up with. Yeah, it is. Like it, it, people, like big artists would drop something, and then that's what I had in my CD player for. You know, what I'm saying 
a month maybe <laughs> two months until somebody else drops something that could bump it out the cd player you only had so much uh space in the cd player back when we was growing up y'all so they had you had to fight for them spins like so you know it takes it i love that i can get music easy now but it also kind of ruins the um I don't know. What's the word I want to use for this, y'all? Like, it just ruins the excitement for when new music comes out. I, I remember a time, um, and dude, I don't know how often bands collab, but, like, I remember there was a time when an artist collaborating with another artist was a big deal. Like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Elzai got on a song with Fonte. We've been waiting for these two dudes. We think they're the best rappers of all time to get on a song together, and they finally got on a song. It was a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, Jay Z did the Eminem feature. Like, that's fucking crazy. How did y'all make finally? Now mm-hmm. these dudes just send each other an MP3 and they make some bullshit song, and then or they do a joint project together. Like, it's just trash now, bro. I just I kind of miss not having full access to shit <laughs> back in the day because it made it important when it finally came out. I don't know if I'm just old, being old. Well, like, I and I, I feel you there, and I, but I don't know the solution because I feel like this is just a natural byproduct. There's going to be more artists who are going to be pumping out more music, and there's it's a very good strategy to do collaborations, you know? Mm-hmm. You go ahead and end up getting yourself in the ear of someone who doesn't normally listen to you. You're going ahead and be exposing yourself to a completely different fan base that can, you know, uh, grow you monumentally. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and not to mention with, like, the, the streaming and stuff and how we consume music these days due to technology, um, it's not about putting out the album. It's all about putting out that single. That single, you yeah. know. I mean, back in the day, you, you, you couldn't just buy one song, really. Right. Like, you, mm. you got the entire disc. And you, so, bought, you, you paid ten ninety nine based off of one song, too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I love that single. The album got to be fire. I'm about to drop this 10 bones for another 14, 15 songs. Just off of one, hearing one song, that sound kind of crazy. I'm not say it all out. <laughs> you and then you buy Ace of Bass and you realize that you made a terrible choice. <laughs> uh, but, it, and I'm not all, it's not all bad, guys, because there's people now that, uh, Outside of this rec- this new format we have, I would have never heard. I would have never heard certain artists if there wasn't internet and SoundCloud and you know what I'm saying, Spotify. Drop and they was able to drop music and Instagram. You know, there's certain dudes that I just never would have heard probably because um because we get into the label shit. A label sees them as somebody that's not marketable or I don't I don't think people will like this. But so they just do their own thing on the internet and then guess what? People like it, motherfucker. But if they didn't have this lane to kind of do their own thing and be an independent artist, it wouldn't have been no major label or indie label that would have signed them and we would have never heard their music. So I'm not I don't totally hate it, but I do just miss those times, man, where I was excited for something to drop. Now I'm excited for a, a two days and then I can't keep up because something else just dropped. So <clears throat> Yeah, democratization, it's a blessing and a curse because, mm-hmm. you know, like we're talking about it in regards to music. Um, but like when you, you know, and, and, and how much garbage music is getting out there, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's, it's just fast 
you know mm-hmm. and um, yeah, but like when you think about it, applying it you think about applying it to like other uh fields think about applying it to the news mm-hmm. you know what i mean and now we and i think you know that's part of why we have so many conspiracy theories and you know uh motherfuckers like this pandemic <laughs> because anyone can make a documentary and put it out there and be watched by millions before we get into the pandemic shit jake because i know <laughs> I, you like this bit, yeah that's a great segue i just want to say one last thing it is up to the artist because there are certain artists that i still do get that same old school feel for when they drop there are certain artists that say i don't give a fuck what everybody else is doing I'm dropping every two years, motherfucker. And y'all not, about, I'm not doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm not dropping a whole bunch of features on your asses. Y'all not going to hear me. I'm taking the old school route. Kendrick Lamar. When Kendrick about to drop something, guess what I'm listening to for uh, three months straight, dog? Because he goes silent. He dropped once he, he drops a single. He boy, oh, that shit was crazy. He might drop a second single. And then he might even do a feature. He ain't did a feature in a minute though. And then the album come. And then he gone for two years on like clockwork. And I gotta wait. And I'm and make me excited. Like fuck yes, come on, J Cole. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm dropping every two years, motherfucker. Like these, there's certain artists out there that still keep until like this. Um, uh, keeping some sort of uh, I don't know. Uh, just what's the word I'm looking for, y'all? Uh, la, 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 la. Sort of like old school methodology. Yeah, just uh, I'm not y'all not gonna see me as much um, mindset, um, and that's how it's gonna be. I'm not accessible as as these other motherfuckers is, and that's gonna give me a mystique. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm I'm keeping a certain mystique that a lot of these dudes um, just don't got no more. Well, the funny thing is that like mystique is one way of looking at it, but like another way is like it exudes confidence like i don't have to be in your ear every mm-hmm. single day drop something new once a month because i know all i have to do is drop one thing and you're not going to turn me off for the next three or four months i know that to be the fact so i don't have to go ahead and be chasing after your attention because i know that when i do show up and i do knock on your door mm-hmm. it's going to open in that motherfucker yep <clears throat> for sure now uh pandemic <laughs> So is this video on, it's going up on YouTube. Is it going up on the same channel or are people making new channels and then uploading it and you just got to kind of find the breadcrumbs? What's, what's, what's going on here? How are you finding this video and what is it about? Okay. I mean, so finding it's pretty fucking easy. Everyone's complaining about it getting pulled down, but that shit's like cancer and those tumors keep growing <laughs> back just as quickly as you excite them. So, um, uh, I, I mean, I've seen a couple of different links. Um, you know, um, I watched it. I've watched it twice. Uh, so pray for me. But um, <laughs> uh, the first time, you know, again, everyone's complaining about it getting pulled down. Julia and I sat down on the couch. I was like, babe, I'm going to go ahead and terrorize you for less than 30 minutes by watching some bullshit. And uh, I pulled YouTube up on the PS4 and found it like that and had it playing on the TV. Um, so sure it's getting pulled down a lot, but it's also going right back up and, uh, I'm sure it's from like other dummy accounts and stuff like that. Um, but it's about, it's about one woman's vendetta. That's all it is. It is, uh, this, um, you know, uh, Dr. What? Judy, uh, uh, Miko. Hmm? 
I was just trying to remember her name was like Midsikit or something like that. I think it's uh, Mikovitz if I remember correctly. Something like that. It's some Polak name. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Mike's frozen again, at least on my end, and I got a screenshot of that. Just that continue, bro. <clears throat> um, yeah, no. So she. Um, is you know she's a doctor she's got her phd and shit like that and she's just had um she's worked with dr fauci um in the past and they don't see eye to eye um she she believes that he's behind um this that and the other thing that he's um killed millions of people um by holding withholding science uh from producing um healing medicines vaccines and shit like that for ebola or i can't remember oh no that was hiv that she was talking about and he sat on it so that his buddy could go ahead and copy all the work of her paper and then produce the vaccines himself and have the patents and all that jazz um so she's <clears throat> she's got a grind uh, or an axe to grind with a uh, um fauci and that's all this is about is her going ahead and trying to get revenge on him. She just dropped a book last month um, about the matter. And then there's this video. It's, I mean, it's, it's an advertisement. That's all it is. And when you go ahead and, and the, the thing that annoys me so much about it is that there's for one, so little actual substance. Um, there's so many quick cuts, any two minutes, there's like five cuts. Um, that's irritating. And, um, yeah, and and you know maybe it, it is just for editing, um, and and maybe there is like no maliciousness behind it, um, but it's difficult to tell because you're going ahead and telling me that I can't trust anybody, can't trust the government, can't trust the CDC, can't trust the WHO, you know, all, can't trust the news, can't trust anybody but me. I'm the one telling you the truth. But if I apply that logic. I shouldn't trust you, and I, so <laughs> you do these sort of makes that trust even like more difficult to establish. And at the very end, they play this clip of um, uh, Dr. Fauci at George University in 2017, and he's talking about pandemics. And essentially, what you hear is him saying, um, "Yeah, pandemics are going to be a big bad thing. Um, we got this." Uh, a new administration that's about to start. And uh, I really think you guys should be ready because um, there's going to be a surprise outbreak that's going to happen soon. But when you actually, like, he's mid-sentence and they cut the video. <laughs> you know? So, like, it, it's so <laughs> fucking shitty. Um, and then they go ahead and cut to black while he talks about other bits. And it's like... I don't even know the context of what he's talking about here. You're taking this word here, this word here, and you're putting it together and it sounds terrifying. <laughs> but how do I know that there's not like two pages in between there? Right. Uh, and one of the other things is just how flippant she is with the, the terminology of, you know, what she's even referring to. Half the time, you don't know if she's talking about COVID-19, the disease, or if she's talking about, um, the, the SARS coronavirus uh, 2, which is the specific virus, or if she's talking about the whole family of coronaviruses. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're going to, if you're a doctor and you consider yourself a, a 
an expert in this field. I don't know. I've heard experts talk and I've heard experts talk when they're talking like I was talking to Julia just yesterday about how differently I would look at someone's uh, um, mental health state compared to how she would and especially how she would go ahead and communicate that if she was in court um, testifying. Mm -hmm. She's going to be very precise with her words, you know, and uh, none of that comes off here at all. It shows me that she either is ignorant and not as well qualified as she thinks she is or that she has an agenda. Yeah, and I'm rolling with that. What you did you see it, Jeb Wazi, or, or did you just all based I'm, off of the play-by-play that he gave us in the in the G chat yesterday? I, I I never wanted to watch it to begin with, so I'm not going to. And and I already made my case of how that that play-by-play uh, sounded to me <laughs> as as Jake was typing it up at the time. Um, I don't know. I'll I I read one uh, article today about somebody kind of going through everything she said and what was actually happening. That's the most that I'm really going to put into it. Cause it, it just, it sounded like she didn't know what she was talking about. And it's not like she was a dumb person. She, she had a PhD. She got through school and everything. Um, when the, when the papers were held, she was still, I believe an intern at the lab. So that kind of goes against what she was saying, but yeah, honestly, I mean, um, like I have no doubts that I, I honestly I would not be surprised if you look into her her history and her family history if there's like a history of abuse um she definitely seems to have a lot of issues with trust and authorities and she projects she seems to project a lot of that onto these situations the way she describes like the Fauci incidents and stuff um maybe it happened that way or maybe it didn't and she's projecting a lot of personal baggage onto the matter. That's what it seems like to me. And uh, I don't know, it's really frustrating. Because I it's, have so many people sharing that shit. It's ridiculous. This is the first time I even heard this man Fauci's name uh, ever, you know. Um, and his ass been on every video with something that, that wanted to talk to somebody about COVID-19 in the past month. Um, and when I, but when you watch his videos, like you said, he has the cancer, he has the demeanor, um, the vocabulary that will present itself from a professional. So when I hear him speak, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I just don't got time to watch, you know, adult swim pandemic videos, uh, that just pop up on YouTube, like the one that you're talking about. Because it's just it's ridiculous. Like, all right, like YouTube's not pulling shit down, uh, but you know, beyond y'all, contrary to contrary to belief, y'all, if it it was some fucking content in there and something that made sense, YouTube wouldn't be pulling that shit down. It's getting yanked for a reason, dog. <laughs> like, I mean, the, <laughs> they already put the little disclaimer thing at the bottom of videos that they let you watch that are still proven wrong so yeah. if they're if they're not out pulling it there's shit on youtube then, right now with people where there's somebody ranting about some shit that's you know conspiracy theorist style that's just up there bro like you can watch wild shit <laughs> so this shit is getting pulled down I mean, for a reason 
how many flat earth vi- vi- videos are still out there going around well and 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 like the so for one youtube's a private platform it's a private company yeah you know um your second amendment uh or like you know like your uh, first amendment rights don't transfer the way that we want to be- believe that they do um and like I can't go to work and just say whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. you know. Regardless yeah. if I get freedom of speech or not, I can't be in a, a town hall with the CEO and tell him to go fuck himself and not expect <laughs> to get fired. Um, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and as as um, a platform like it is, Facebook, YouTube, they have certain legal restrictions. I mean, they're held liable to a certain degree for what they allow to be consumed. And, um, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. It's wild. Are they going to take those chances with your bullshit? And I would. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think it's incredibly important for us to, to try and think of, at least to a certain degree, um, of how, like, we talk about videos being viral, but, like, an idea really can be viral. Mm-hmm. I made people kill themselves yeah ideas yeah. was viral ideas were going viral way before videos were going viral so yeah that's 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 a fact <laughs> you know I, I mean hell look at like gnostic cults back in like a um like a millennia ago they were suicide cults killing themselves because of they simply read a text they read a book and it convinced them, you know, just like watching Inception, <laughs> you know, that, you know, what, maybe I'm dreaming right now. <laughs> I need to free my soul from this bodily prison. So I'm going to go ahead and kill myself. Drink the and Kool-Aid, so, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what sort of responsibility, you know, I wish that we could go ahead and, you know, I, I think censorship is bad. Um, but, but we're making a lot of assumptions when we talk about censorship. Over censorship is bad. Some shit need to be censored, bro. Well, I mean, but, but we should be responsible enough adults to go ahead and process and see through the bullshit. The, is censorship the, the, for adults though, or is it for, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but I've always thought of censorship as more towards, um, kids and teens almost. No, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I, I look at censorship as being more for adults. Yeah, it, it a lot of it is the protecting people. Well, the idea is to protect people from false information or things that that they shouldn't see. But it mm-hmm. it can be used the exact same other way, like in you know the the Chinese government firewalls and stuff like that. Yeah, right. but if I use that, if I use that. I guess that's why I always protecting people from false information. I feel like a, I don't know. I feel like as an adult, I don't really need protection from false information. But as a kid with a mind that's not fully developed, I'm more susceptible to falling for false information than I would be as an adult. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, but that that's the thing, because like, what if? Um we're making a, a lot of assumptions because what if you have mental health issues? You know, what if no, you're, know that, yeah. you know, that makes you more vulnerable to these sorts of things. If you, you know, uh, if you got schizophrenia, yeah. Um, you know, and you watch some shit like this about how they're out to get you and everything. What is that going to do? That's going to amplify it, you know? So, um, 
and, and not to mention, like, I got, again, like I said, my news feed on Facebook is just full of this shit. And so many people believe in it and saying that we need to watch it. Um, how the, you know, and, and, and all this wild ass shit. And I mean, talking about going ahead and stringing people up, you know, how we need to string up Fauci and, and uh, Bill Gates and shit like that. Um, and these but those people, people getting... that you see posting this shit, Jake, are, do they, these are normal people as far as brain waves go. Like they don't have mental disabilities. They're just dumb <laughs> and that, not even just dumb. They was just raised a certain way and they was probably and so and exposed to ideals early on that are stuck with them throughout adulthood. So even if it wasn't this video, it'd be something else that came like you're censoring stuff. Yeah, I don't want these adults to see it because they're going to believe it, but it you they're going to believe all type of shit. You can't censor everything to keep them from believing shit as adults. Dog. And they go, they, they always just, they already down for looking for dumb shit. And so the first dumb shit that they can find on the internet, that's what they jumping on to bro. So whether it's this pandemic or if, if it's uh pancakes or fake, like they jump, they jumping on it, bro. <laughs> but, but that's only partially true because if I know enough about how, certain populations work and especially with all the data that we're constantly collecting and, and stuff like that i could go ahead and know how to trigger certain populations you know uh, there, there there there's vulnerabilities to the, to the human psyche there's there's a shit ton of fucking vulnerabilities to um every single american you know um and and to go ahead and sort of uh um pivot just a little bit um you know they they these videos always want to talk about how there's so much money controlling everything and um, that the government and the media is all run by like the same people and, and that sort of thing. But you're trusting this random video that you found on the internet. How do you know that that's actually not propaganda from say Russia, you know? And, and it's funny to me because like back in 2016 with the election, what we were seeing was an escalation of, a lot of uh, racial issues, you know, that's, and that's a vulnerability of Americans. If you want to start a civil war in America, just start some race shit, right. you know, and, and Americans are so freedom oriented. Um, we, we worship freedom above everything else. That is our God. Um, so that's another way to go ahead and trigger us into acting a fool. And there's a, there's a huge population that's going to be ex even more vulnerable to it. So if I go ahead and try and say that there's this uh, evil cabal that's trying to take away all your freedoms, you know, I've gone ahead and instantly gotten to the heads of a, a sizable chunk of dangerous people, you know. It also gives a lot of people a common enemy. Mm -hmm. So instead of all of that 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 hatred being distributed evenly to to random places, it's like, oh, here's a target. Yeah, and go after them. There's a scapegoat, you know. There's also a lot of the people like to have a reason for something not being their fault. And as soon as you can blame something else, you know, it's, it's no longer on you. It's, it's, it's their, their, their fault. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that plays into a lot of the conspiracies of, Oh, everyone else is just wrong and, and I'm right. And see, it gives you a team. 
Um, well, and, and I think, and it's funny because like, whether it's the right or the left, um, we're seeing more and more conspiracy theories becoming mainstream. And uh, I think it's hey, hilarious. Birds are fake. I keep telling you. <laughs> you said birds. But it's, <laughs> but it's funny to me Honestly, it really does seem to be at least in part. This fucking a bird built a nest right outside my house. Matter of fact, nope, it was a U.S. drone. That's crazy. Yep. They trying to look in on my shit. They see yeah. the, they hear the no consensus podcast talking that <laughs> shit. They trying to keep a close eye on us. Trump shit. wants to know what you're doing with this Trump, bro. <laughs> Trump, if but, you're watching this, come meet me outside. I'm trying to get catch the one on one fade. Let's go one v one. But I, I really think that all these conspiracy theories are a rather natural byproduct of us being in the information age and just being so inundated with so much information and trying to connect dots that may be connected and might not be connected. Yep. I mean, isn't it? It's kind of a current version of, of general propaganda, too. Mm -hmm. um, That's such a good word, propaganda. It's what you do when a when a a duck falls over. You propaganda. Oh, okay. Fire. That's mm -hmm. Mars right there. Oh, wow. Sounds like some voyeur <laughs> shit, though. Yeah. Um. Side note: Last week's uh this week's no consensus poll. Um. Which slaps harder, orange juice or apple juice? Orange juice won in a landslide. Ninety percent of people say orange juice slaps harder than apple juice. Jake, so I'm sorry. Well, the people have spoken. <laughs> I mean, that's whatever. <laughs> um, oh, Wazi, I got a question for you. Since we're talking about uh, liquids, um, did you end, up doing the, <laughs> you end up doing the espresso grind with that mocha pot? Uh, I did. So I, I, I haven't done a full espresso grind. Um, I did the one that, that I, I tried a tea mocha pot. Um, it picks up a lot of the bitterness of that of English breakfast. Mm. It was a very bitter tea. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna actually get some real espresso in to try an espresso grind on it. But yeah, yeah I had never heard of a, mo a mocha pot. They were, I, I was surprised that it it, it was good. <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by by Mike trying to to get sponsored. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it, it's on the to-do list that and get the uh, the instant espresso to make. Um, oh yeah, that jungle. Yeah, yep. That whip shit. Let me tell you, man. Well, I mean, you're probably gonna be fine, but who that shit did a number on me. <laughs> I was buzzing. <laughs> As I had you bouncing off the walls, dude, in a bad way. Whew. You know where that heart goes. Mm. Isn't that, that normal though? Like 120, 130. When this is all over, was schedule a doctor appointment. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get in there. <laughs> um. Also, UFC 249 is tonight, Jake. These Bro, I was about to bring that up. These motherfuckers still fighting out here, Jake, during a pandemic. What other what way? What other way to stay safe from catching um, a disease than to be bleeding in a ring with another man? <laughs> especially, 
three people have yes. already been found tested positive. At the event? Yeah. <laughs> One of the fighters. Jack Jacare tested positive. And his he he before even getting to the venue and stuff like that, he was aware that a family member was probably gonna test positive. Mm. And he told the UFC and everything, and uh, they still had him come in. Um, he weighed in and all that jazz. Um, he and he, it, it was funny because apparently they are doing a shit ton of testing. So there's like 300 people um, there, and uh, they've done like 1,200 tests. How I long believe. does a test take uh, to get the results back for? I don't know. Oh, they have some down to like. 15 minutes that are fairly accurate. Hmm. Is that the shit? Wait, you stick it down your nose still or whatever? Or what's, or I forgot what they do. It, it, it goes up and tickles your brain. <sighs> yeah, I hear it goes up pretty fucking deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, so they knew about that. And, um, you know, they did like the official weigh-ins and stuff. And then they, they tried to pretend that everything's still normal and had them do like the little face-off thing, but they're standing like six feet, 10 feet away from each other. Like how intimidating is that? Like, come on, Mike, let's go. <laughs> you know, even though you're in your basement, you know, miles away from me. Um, I'm going to whoop your ass. Bring it on. Don't you come over here. I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm going to whoop your ass so you get over here. About 30, 45 minutes ago, take you. It's going down. Well, it was funny you're wearing masks. <laughs> they got uh, Jacare had gloves on. Uh, the most so unintimidated face up for her. Well, it's funny because like, they're standing there in their underwear practically. <laughs> You know, like their shorts or whatever, shirts off, flexing and everything while they have a mask on and these, you know, fucking gloves. It's like, it's a joke. And then Dana White is standing in between them and he's not wearing anything. And he's actually, not wearing anything. He butt naked? naked. Yeah. Dicks out. Dicks out, bro. Fucking get crony in the dick. What you mean? Everyone in the background, everyone else was wearing masks. <laughs> wasn't wearing a mask even um he and want to be weak well but, but here's the funny thing i was reading an article oh and uh um yeah if you actually watch the video which i didn't do he's shaking people's hands <laughs> hand to hand he's going ahead and giving people hugs he oh, went yeah ahead, he's spreading that shit shocker ray the guy who tested positive he shook his hand and then he went ahead and shook someone else's hand, and then gave this guy a, a hug. God damn! Like He's... in the on camera, it shows him possibly exposing that virus to at least thirty people. <laughs> Man, he's spreading that shit like weed and feed. This motherfucker tripping, boy. God damn! Um, but hey, I didn't know all of that. I did not know all of that. I just happened to see. Um... They was playing some old UFC fights uh, leading up to the fight tonight. So I had seen it on Facebook Live. So I was like, all right, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting because you got, who, who do you got? Dominic Cruz and Henry uh, Cejudo. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, I feel like I saw Francis Ngannou on the card. I might be wrong, though. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, he's going to be fighting Rosencruz, I believe. Uh, that sounds right, but I have, I'll have to check real quick. Um... I'm just still super irritated that 
Uh, we didn't get the Khabib Ferguson fight. But, yeah. Well, um, see, the frustrating thing with that for me, like, just let's just put it off. Let's just exactly don't make them fight somebody else. Just put it off, bro. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, because here's here's this a lose lose dog. Now he has to fight somebody, put more miles on his body, and or he loses, and now I don't want to see the fight. Exactly. <laughs> see what they fucked up was that it would be really interesting to go ahead and watch uh, Justin Gaethje versus uh, Conor McGregor. That's how you pronounce his damn name, Gaethje. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then have Habib versus Ferguson. And then whoever wins those two fights, they fight each other. Mm-hmm. It might be Habib versus Connor Grant mm-hmm. again. It might be, you know, uh Justin in there. Um but now with this, it's like you're sort of taking a shortcut and now it it, it totally fucks up ever having a um a Ferguson uh Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Cowboy fighting in on here. Cowboy versus Anthony Pettis. That's going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Greg Hardy's fighting tonight. Uh, that's the dude who used to play for the uh, Cowboys. <clears throat> um, he playing some Jorgen DeCastro. I just said <laughs> it's just so funny seeing you stop playing football and then try to play fighting the UFC. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent car. It's a good couple good fights on here. More than a couple actually, about four or five good fights on here. And uh, but it's just weird that you like you said uh, y'all. I didn't know they had three confirmed, and now Dana's shaking hands with all three of the motherfuckers. Like God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that just on camera. Who knows what they're behaving? That's like what I'm camera. saying. That's, a, yeah. that's your best. Like that's your best foot forward is fucking everything up. Yep. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, Jesus Christ. It's just, this is when you see the mentality of people, dog, when shit like this happens. Who's the people that's staying at home, taking shit serious? And who's the people who, like, I'm about to shake everybody's hand, even the people I know who got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, sometimes I wonder what it takes for everybody to be on board or something. Like, if a zombie apocalypse was to hit, how long would it take the world to be like, oh, those are really zombies? You know what I'm saying? Like, how if a zombie started popping up over in Europe, America wouldn't get on until what? Every state had a zombie in it, probably. Like, we still be, if, if, even if they was only in Texas, we still be like, they don't make no fucking zombies. I ain't, they ain't, or they ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm still gonna go get my shit from Home Depot. Like, what does it take for people to pay attention to shit, dog? <laughs> <laughs> or take anything serious like uh, that's a serious question i don't know what it is it just seemed like we don't take nothing serious until it's too late oh you gotta die or your mama gotta die from something before you say oh this is serious god damn bro why does it have to be everything has to be a conspiracy take something serious for once in your life man well i mean it, it, it's something that's very difficult i think to wrap your mind around and honestly is real indicative of our privilege as an entire country you know regardless of where you are in the country or or who you are you know we don't have this sort of shit in our american history you know we haven't had to like this shit is definitely in american history i mean we haven't had to do deal with it ourselves but there's definitely been viruses and plagues that have hit mankind and fucked us up (laughs) y'all as a as a country i think we don't like we have um the spanish flu um a hundred years ago 
Um, Damn tacos. But again, again, like, you know, we're so, we worship freedom. That is our God, you know. Um, And and that's why those motherfuckers were out there at the Capitol. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. You know, and then. That also gave them an outlet for their their anger. Mm-hmm. It just so I, I still just don't understand that y'all are not the only motherfuckers under quarantine. Why are y'all at the state capitol when everybody there, else doing this shit? <laughs> part of me kind of wondered how much of this came from the snowflake mentality. What's the like, snowflake mentality? Where where everybody thinks they're the most important person because they're that's unique. what they're yeah, a girl okay, up okay, okay, unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, hiccups. I get you though. It was, it was just kind of, kind of one of those random like fleeting I wonder if type things that 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 whole mentality of, of nothing is a competition anymore and if that played into why this is so much worse than um like Spanish flu or H1, what, 10, 15 years ago, where people were still kind of paying attention to it, even though it was much less out there. You okay, Mike? Hiccups <laughs> um, there. Oh, poor little baby. Uh, well, yeah. <sighs> All right. What do I want to say? You know, I, I think, you know, again, like one of the reasons why we're so much more susceptible um, to react in this sort of way is because um, we don't have a whole lot of social cohesion. Um, we're, again, just individual oriented and stuff like that. So if it doesn't affect me personally, what the fuck do I care? Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. I just oh, wasn't oh, oh, raised had- that way, bro. I just I just was always raised under a mentality of what goes around comes around, first of all. Second of all, every shit affects you that you don't know about. So you can't have that fucking type of mentality. Like, okay, just because something doesn't affect you now does not mean it won't affect you later. And it's this thing called empathy, bro. Understanding like... <laughs> That just because something just because it hasn't happened to you, you should be able to empathize with somebody else, understand what they are going through, understand the seriousness of certain situations. I just don't. And I understand how people don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Why weren't you raised like this? (laughs) See, Mike, so there's there's a lot of interesting things in there. So, like, and I think you being black has a lot to do with that, to be Mm, honest. You know, like, you know, how many times have we you know seen news stories of uh some black individual like a a crime was committed in a neighborhood but and and, uh the um, perpetrator was black the police went ahead and wrongly uh, accused uh, somebody killed you know some innocent uh black guy because they were just like well you know it's a black guy you know checks the boxes as you know a white individual you don't really experience that so much so I don't, if, if Waz were to go ahead and do something, I don't have to worry about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you've had experiences in your life where you've had to worry about getting into trouble or 
consequences falling upon you that were caused by someone else completely unrelated between 10 so, to 18 when i moved to bloomfield hills yes i got it i i got into situations at least four times that i can think of right now five times just being in the wrong place and being black so yes i i i'm rolling and they right. just had a situation like that happen um the fucking a mood arbery case you seen shit about that where the kid yep. they thought he was um robbing they thought he was stealing cars or something and these two white dudes just rolled up on him guys that's not cops or nothing just chased him down shot him to death um and somebody recorded oh, yeah. it I, yeah i remember reading about that it's just right. like what what's like it's not even just the cops it's y'all you you zip jordan uh, jordan <laughs> George Zimmerman motherfuckers who wanted to be cops but didn't pass the fucking psyche valve or the regular fucking physical test. So now y'all think y'all neighborhood watching it and y'all just killing people, dog. Like I don't it's it's you see these fucking stories every day. So I I I think there's uh there's definitely something to that. But I know that you two both have that same type of empathy as well too though, bro. Like so Something doesn't have to happen to Wise for him to understand that it's bad. Wise don't need to have cancer to feel sorry for somebody that has fucking cancer, bro. Like, but everyone has a different capacity for that, and and some people do need to touch the flame and get burned before they learn. You know what I mean? Burn, so, baby, burn, burn. It would be great if some of these mouth breathers could go ahead and you know learn these abstract lessons um indirectly but um I, I really don't think that it's even necessarily fair to assume that everyone should be capable of that sort of processing you know what i mean yeah and, and that's a shame i wish it was different but i i just don't see enough data to disprove it yeah i don't either <laughs> I, I really don't <clears throat> All right, boys. So next week we're going to be listening to, um, the, I prevail album. Um, we going to, I don't, I know, uh, what's it caused this week? No judge that nudges, but I'm about to be searching, uh, valiantly this week to make sure we got a good one for next week. I'm sure we could go ahead and steal something from this UFC. <laughs> we ain't had a good street fight in a minute, though. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to get a good street fight breakdown as well. Yeah, a little <laughs> some bullshit. Um, so cheers, boys. Uh, this is the No Consensus Podcast. I hope y'all have a good rest of y'all day. Oh, happy Mother's Day uh, for all the lovely mothers out there. Um, I hope y'all have a blessed day tomorrow. Uh, and I hope y'all kids take care of y'all, your husbands. Your kids and your husbands or your boyfriends. Somebody got to take care of your ass because you did a lot of taking care of already. All right. No Consistence Podcast. Peace. <laughs>